Hey everybody, I'm Josh. And I'm Tamara. And this is uh, Hex Files. And uh, today we have a special guest. Um, she's an occultist and a witch, um, possibly some kind of ruler of New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard Goblin Queen. Goblin Queen, oh, yes. Yeah. We're making up titles. <laughs> but we have Celeste on. Hello. Hi, how are y'all? And we're going to talk about... Um, whatever we want to talk about, but mostly tulpas. We'll create the conversation as we go. Oh, you see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That was, uh, that was slick. I like that. <laughs> um, so Slender Man, no. <laughs> right. Oh boy. <laughs> well, uh, we like talking about weird shit and we just got done doing our Bigfoot investigation and we talked about that. We're working on our doll investigation. We've got stuff coming up summer and it's like, we need an episode and we got this awesome book, um, The Feminine Macabre. No, uh, yes. the, <laughs> the Feminine Macabre by um, Amanda and Spook Eats. And there's like so many cool friends in there. You've heard us talk about it before. And we still need to have her on. We had a scheduling issue. But um, you have an article in there that um, happened to coincide with like what I already wanted to talk to you about. So <laughs> I feel like it's a... The synchronicity it's like some hell your shit yeah it did feel that way didn't it like i think like we started talking in the dms on on the gram and things just seemed to kind of be aligning in it in a weird way which i mean that's i go through phases of that happening to me you know but particularly since like late last year it's been a a few months of things aligning in strange ways so I always like when that happens I'm like oh something something's afoot here let's follow yeah. this down the rabbit hole <laughs> and I think it was um I didn't even know you're going to be in the book we had heard about it from our friends and then um on Twitter I think I don't know I don't understand Twitter all that well but um <laughs> like it was like somehow we were all following the hell your people and then started following you on Instagram and like your stories were talking about this shit and I was like oh my God, would you ever be on a podcast? And you're like, sure, whatever. And then like after the book, yeah, this book's like, here's some of the authors. I was like, oh shit, like that's, that's, that's them. And some, something you had talked about, like your tulpas and synchronicities, it was probably something else you were going on. I was like, oh, I would love to talk about that. And here's somebody that pops up saying like, they're talking about it. And now you're out here writing about it. Yeah. It's, you know, that the it's all just, it's all been weird, but, um, I, you know, I'm not, um, okay, I'm not going to say I'm not in the sort of paranormal community, but that's like a newer community for me. I've been like very entrenched in the the witchcraft and the tarot and the occult community for a long time, but pa paranormal stuff is, is, you know, I feel like I'm still kind of in the shallow end of the pool, you know, like with my water wings on being like, what am I doing? Ah, how do I swim? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of similar. <laughs> to us because like even though I did the other podcast with witchery and okay. witchcraft and was in that shit and that always had paranormal but starting a paranormal podcast it's like oh now there's a whole other side of this and for better or worse like there's it is a whole separate community it's like but then I also when people talk about witch talk and paranormal talk I'm like I don't even watch those like I probably couldn't handle it I just Right I go on um, stupid TikTok and like <laughs> I don't know which TikTok I'm on now. At one time I was on the um, the very like revered Frog Talk. <gasps> I was about to mention Frog Talk. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, yeah, one time because I didn't log in for so long, I accidentally it put me on straight TikTok, and I was like, "This is not okay." Yeah, let me uninstall <laughs> TikTok from my phone. Right. That's broken. Right. It was how do I how do I take so it back? Nice. And so inclusive, and now this. But you're yeah, saying I, like being I, in the shallow end, you don't have to know everything about something to like it. You don't have to have all the facts memorized. It's not like totally. Your favorite totally. band when you're 12, you have to know <laughs> all the things about it. Right. Yeah, but what are their B-sides? Yeah, exactly. What's their what's your, names? What's your favorite <laughs> secret track? What's their favorite food? What's their star sign? Yeah, um, it's it's weird. Um, and I think like parent the paranormal community, which of course is very, very big, as you guys know, um, but, but weirdly also quite small. Like I feel like the online paranormal community is like, it's like 10 people and we all know each other. Um, yes. Very weird. Um, but it also started for me because late last year, this local paranormal investigation group contacted me out of the blue and they were like, do you want to be on our podcast? Um, and I didn't really know anything about these people or their podcasts, but I was like, okay, sure. And weirdly, even though these people are not really connected to anybody who, who you know, y'all and I frequently interact with on, on Twitter or Instagram, they're quite separate. But that's, that was sort of what launched me into being like, hmm, maybe, maybe, you know, I've always been interested in the paranormal. Maybe I'll like dig, dip my toe further into the pool um, in, in this way. Um, and then, you know, through all of that and following different accounts, that's how I found out that um, Spooky Eats Amanda was doing this, this awesome journal. And, you know, I'm a writer. I went to poet school which you know if anyone's listening don't go to poet school um you know it's just don't do that it's a bad idea just terrible use of your time i mean it was great but you know maybe but maybe yeah, don't do <laughs> don't, don't spend your money on that but um, i didn't even know but, that was real yes yes it's real i feel like that's how i got you on this podcast i'm like just do it <laughs> right right and it'll like, be fun why not right you have you're weird and have weird shit happen you'll love it Exactly. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, I haven't, I haven't written anything for publication for a while. I hadn't sent out work for a long time because after I finished grad school, uh, I was tired of writing and reading and engaging with any of those people. And this felt like kind of a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, I can write something and it's not going to be this, this same market that I usually send work out to. It's not going to be like poetry stuff. It's going to be you know, a whole different thing. And I can, and I can maybe extend my tendrils into the paranormal world by, by sharing this, this wacky story that happened to me. But then I got incredibly anxious <laughs> about sharing this story because it is, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it lands for people reading it, but having been the person to experience it, it was very, it was a very weird time in my life. And I mean, what's in, in the book is, is really only the the tip of the iceberg but it, it was like scary to write about I was like oh god everyone's gonna think I'm crazy no one's gonna understand what I'm talking about so I had a big crisis um, about even writing the essay and I, I finished it at like 9 a.m on the on the deadline for submissions and then just like panic submitted it and then went to bed I was like oh, it's done okay cool I, I can sleep for 24 hours now and not worry about it well, so it's I mean, it weird it like a real writer. Yeah, it came, yeah, across, exactly. yeah. <laughs> it came across like, oh, this was not submitted at the last minute. Oh, no, the style is great. I really like the style that you used to write that essay. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I wanted to try and convey something of like the emotion behind it, I guess. And I don't know if that worked or not, but well, I tried. Um, for those that don't know, uh, the title is remind us because I don't have it open before me. Yeah, uh, Tulpa through the looking glass. Okay, I knew it was yeah. the looking glass through Tulpas or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's very interesting, um, which we can obviously get into because. I didn't really think about it on the like digital term. Um, and of course I'm reading it. And then when you mention like the American gods aspect, I'm like, oh yeah, because that's what I was thinking watching that shit. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's weird because we all remember the internet where I'm, I'm 35. I always forget. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and so you talking about AOL instant messenger and talking about, message boards and shit like this and it's like Mm -hmm. you would get in these little like clubs or these pages and these groups where you just assumed like people told you what they did and it's like I don't know if they're being honest but like there's no Facebook to back it up I mean this was pretty MySpace shit too yeah um and you know MySpace what didn't even have the same level it's like well I can tell who their top eight are but that's about it (laughs) right right yeah Um, exactly but yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting um, concept about which if you're listening to this and not familiar with tulpas, they're like thought forms, mm-hmm. um, creations. You might have a better um, description of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good place Maybe. to start. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head, I think, actually, like in short. Uh, a, tulpa, a tulpa basically is a, a thought form. Um, my understanding is... I think con- contemporaneously, people sometimes prefer the word thought form because tulpa is kind of nebulously tied to Tibetan Buddhism. But again, I mean, I think I go into that a little bit in the essay because there's a whole, I read a bunch of academic articles where people were debating whether or not tulpa actually even came from Tibetan Buddhism and like kind of it did, but you know, etymologically, there's a big academic debate. And, you know, I mean, if you're me, that's really fascinating. But probably if you're anyone else, it's like, I'm bored now. Stop talking about it. So I'm like, <laughs> we'll stop. <laughs> but no, but, I remember, um, I remember coming across that too, was like, you don't, um, you can't really say for sure that's where it came from. In and of itself, uh-huh. the idea is almost a tulpa. But um, right. it's like, but yeah, I always called them like the thought forms and um, it's really interesting because like it kind of ties into a very similar like it parallels like how I came across my familiar and mm-hmm. um, the interactions because I used to be like oh is this DID um, or disassociative mm-hmm. identity disorder and then like mm-hmm. other people have been like oh she's a fetch or you created it it's a thought form and now it's your familiar and it's like no because I didn't ask for this like it was very right. aggressive and unwanted mm-hmm. in the beginning um, but it's kind of weird to have it paralleled like that because that's always something I've like thought like, no, if I created this, I was very, very like um, psychotic and like trying to get rid of the voice in my head. Right. Um, without and I think, like, getting locked up. I, I think uh, relatable. <laughs> we can talk about that maybe as well. But um, I think like that is a distinction maybe. And, and one of the other academic essays that I read to kind of prepare for um, writing that piece was in fact a discussion about whether or not tulpas thought forms servitors 
whatever you want to call them, egregores, if you will. Again, there's a distinction there in terms, but you know, uh, whether they were connected in some way to, to DID or other forms of mental illness. Um, and it, it, there does appear to be like sometimes some overlap, but I think, you know, what you just mentioned is a great example of why, why maybe not, because the entire purpose of a thought form or a tulpa is that you go into it um, cognizantly trying to craft something that right. objectively doesn't exist rather yeah. than, you know, suddenly experiencing something and being like, oh, hang on, what's this, you know? Yeah, and if you look at um, people with DID, uh, because I had been on those message boards and because I I thought I had it, my doctor at the time thought I might've had it, but mm-hmm. um, it's like, and I've mentioned it before in the Familiars episode on my other podcast, but they're like, they're great people. They have like such struggles and it's like, I don't, have this right I don't struggle with these same things and um just the fact that like I didn't have a choice in my like experience and I didn't have the option because if I did it would have never progressed further than a couple weird things um that drove me crazy Uh, right and it wasn't until later working with stuff that it seemed like it um and of course I'm not going to go like deep into familiars, but that's like the whole kind of idea. And then to read these thought forms and like these online I- personas and identities kind of becoming a life of their own or alter ego. I mean, you've had an alter, people had alter egos way before um, people were just making them online, uh, whether it was sure, like yeah. competitions or whatever. But yeah, there was always a distinction between, because that was something familiar that I would find in like the DID discussions and stuff where it's like, you know, the people that don't try to understand mental illness or maybe don't have any clue think, well, these people are making up personas Mm -hmm. for themselves Mm -hmm. like an escapism. And that's happens, but that's nowhere near the same thing as having an experience split your brain into different personalities. Exactly. Exactly. There there's, you know, we can maybe say, uh, you know, from, and I say this, you know, as a, as a total armchair civilian who is not a mental health expert and is in fact an expert in very little. Uh, but, you know, I guess we could say there's like maybe an umbrella here that encompasses some of these experiences. But I, I do think that it's, it's very distinct, um, these, these different ways of perceiving another entity um, either externally or internally. And that's the other thing about tulpas too and thought forms and, and I think probably familiars is that it's not just internal. You know, it is often an external manifestation. You're seeing something. I mean, certainly with tulpas, that's sort of the point is you're trying to manifest something that theoretically takes on, um, you know, independent physical form. Yeah, like your ghost cats that you've... Oh. those were like just there right like they oh just... yeah the shadow cats just kind of bound around the corner and see me I don't expect <laughs> to see them I didn't like call them I didn't wish for them I really like them but <laughs> yeah no they just sort of <laughs> came into existence yeah I love I that. Like there's, there's all kinds of things when you work with the spirit world witchcraft and the occult um you come across a lot of stuff and there's like fetches you can make you can um, do all that shit. But then like a lot of, I guess, when tulpas come up and talk is like the kind of unconscious, like 
making of something like a slender man and i liked um we watched kindred spirits in an episode where they did that experiment where they're like let's create a backstory for these ghosts because we have a theory that these people are creating these spirits Mm. and these backstories and then they had the the medium chip come on and he like relayed the story back to him and i know it's for tv but i i believe them um which is yes which is like (laughs) seen a lot as considering the all the um paranormal tv personalities i do not believe at all (laughs) totally Uh, totally yeah they seem reputable the kindred spirits folks i will say like i i bought a youtube tv subscription like three months ago specifically to watch dragon dana's episode on kindred spirits and then i forgot then i forgot to cancel it so now like every month youtube's like 50 dollars out of your account i'm like Fuck, I gotta cancel this. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the Greg and Dana one got us watching it because I haven't watched paranormal shows like that in I don't know how long, um, mm-hmm. unless it's Ghost Adventures, and that's usually just for entertainment. Yes. But even then, I got old. But um, yeah, with them, I'm like, oh shit. And so, like, for them to actually experiment with that idea and that thought, it opens this Pandora's box of like, okay. And we had a discussion. I was like, hear me out. All of these fucking which it turns into like lore and kind of like um, different uh, shit, urban legends and stuff. But okay, how come every little town has a hitchhiking ghost that has the mm-hmm. same MO? How come there's always a crybaby bridge nearby? How like, and how come there's always a hill and it's usually near the same bridge where if you sit it parked and it starts rolling, you can find kids' handprints on the bumper. Like yep. these happen in so many places. It's like, okay, well, not everybody's just making this up because you see these videos and of course they could be faked. But I grew up, this is before internet shit, knowing there was a Cryberry Bridge in South Carolina nearby. And mm-hmm. and then you find out on the internet that everybody has a Cryberry Bridge in driving distance. <laughs> and right. the one thing is, okay, well, one, you have all these, um, for whatever reason, people throwing babies off bridges. Okay, I believe it, whatever. They cry a bunch. Yeah, have you met a baby? Yeah, have you met babies? <laughs> And then you have to think, well, is this baby even going to come back from the dead to haunt this bridge? Okay, that checks out. But it's like, for it to happen so many times, it's like, are these urban legends being created? Because I don't think everybody goes out there and just makes up story. I think some people experience this. And then I started getting into like, well, that's why I think people have rake sightings. And I don't even think the rake is real, but maybe it is now. And Slenderman, and it's like, oh my God, what if all of these hauntings and poltergeists are just us? And then it like breaks your brain for a minute. Right. Well, I mean, I think like that's the fascinating part is to me, like with with tulpas and thought forms as they intersect with the paranormal. Like, I love what you just said. Like, that's like, well, blowing my mind in a great way. Um, But, you know, the the human mind is incredibly powerful, Um, incredibly, incredibly powerful, more than I think we really understand yet scientifically consciousness we we don't understand we we can't figure it out or you know as far as I'm aware maybe someone has but not that we know of uh that has been delivered to you know regular folk and not scientists in a government lab somewhere so like the human brain does wild things and I think like Slenderman is such a good example of this and I you know I mentioned this in the essay but even if you don't believe that anybody has actually seen Slender Man and you just assume that okay everybody's feeding into this sort of ARG almost like this alternate reality game and all the sightings are made up and everyone's just sort of 
obsessing and feeding into this current we still have two young girls who tried to murder their friend as a result of this phenomenon right and and that is a real world consequence that you know whether or not they believe or or there was some other motivation for what they did we have something that began life as like a creepypasta written by like a guy whose name I now do not recall. I feel bad. I should have looked that up. But, you know, written by some guy who's like, yeah, I made it up. None of it's real. Right. But it it took on a life of its own sufficiently that two young girls tried to murder somebody. So that's Yeah, it's wild. real. Cinderman's real real for the person who almost died. Right, exactly. And for the people that almost killed her. Like, I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy because like, I think you said like what, like reality is, you know, subjective like for them he was very real mm-hmm. and real enough to warrant trying to kill a girl in their class and we might be like oh well that sounds crazy but then how many times do people say the devil made them do something like mm-hmm. you don't actually think the devil made them do anything like and the devil's gonna make you do something fun like <laughs> <laughs> like accept yourself right like yeah but um or people I wish, here the, I wish the devil I wish the devil would make me accept myself I'm I'm opening myself up for that right now Satan uh, <laughs> fill, me, fill me with self-love please uh. but people think God talks to them and I mean that can be on every level so it's like and that alters their reality and that makes helps them make choices and shit and it's like so that seems like their reality and mm-hmm. so at what point do you say, okay, well, what did we create here? And that's what we even talked about when we looked for Bigfoot was, I was like, okay, I think there's something to Bigfoot on some kind of spiritual level, but also who's to say that there's maybe spirit of the forest or nature spirits that maybe present themselves as that because they know that would be something that would stand out or, mm-hmm. or us realize it. Like, I mean, I've seen animals that I don't think were real animals um, present themselves in situations that I'm like, okay, that's not the weirdest thing, but also I don't think that deer was like a real deer. Um, <laughs> so like, what's, who's to say that Bigfoot's not like that? Who's to say aliens are even real and not just figments of our imagination. And who's to say that abductions are not like sleep paralysis and, part of a greater who fucking knows yeah i mean we create our reality we right. construct <laughs> our reality minute by minute thought by thought and it's not to mm-hmm. say that those things never happened or don't happen without internal influence but like what if people create these things for themselves because they fear them or i don't know i mean that's part of it is like i don't fucking know but i feel like the idea of thought forms and like creation whether it's ghosts bigfoot aliens slenderman bloody mary whatever um i feel like you can't fucking tell you know what i mean like right well i think also like i love that you brought up you know bigfoot stuff um but i i think it's also an alien stuff but it i'm increasingly seeing the world through this lens that's like maybe we don't have to have this this huge binary split between like oh it's in your head or it's objectively real. Like, I think there's a lot more slipstream between those two poles Mm -hmm. than a lot of people give credit for. I think the the alien abduction thing is a great example because people will say, well, either it has to have been a literal 
UFO from space that came down and beamed you up in a beam of light and you went somewhere physically, or you're delusional and it's in your mind. But what if it's, what if it's an objective force outside of yourself that implants a psychological experience? Like that's a, that's a, you know, a slipster place, just a pole. Like it has to be like, I don't think it is like straight up a, a black and white it's real or it's not real kind of thing. But but also, you know, I'm so far down the rabbit hole at this point that like, I don't know what year it is or like, so. it's, it's easy to get there because like, I mean, we've had conversations about, I mean, we're still out there looking for Bigfoot. We've pretty much resigned ourselves to this is not a flesh and blood. Um, mm-hmm. And is it fey? Is it dimensional? Is it alien? Is it a thought form? Is it made the fuck up? Is it a green man? Is it a wood devil? Like we don't mm-hmm. know, but the search is still there um, and we want to know, but like you said, I feel like you can get into like this whole rabbit hole of (laughs) like, okay, my reality and how I perceive things will never be anybody else's, but mine. So my Mm -hmm. reality is never going to line up with somebody else's reality. And it doesn't mean that this um, drink in my hand is any less real or this computer. It's just your version of it is from a different angle of perspective but it's still real. So whether it's a shared like spiritual uh, experience or whether you see a ghost that somebody else sees or you only see it, like we're going off other, each other's like shared reality that we share with each other and it's a collective. So like, how is there one reality when there's nothing that can experience that reality without its own bias? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like 100%. I just like fucking took mushrooms, but like, <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like, for the the idea that reality is set in stone is is bullshit. Like, because it, it can't be. Um, I think we're coming to a part in popular society where we realize things that we thought were um, polar are less and less polar. To tie back into mm-hmm. what you were saying, and to tie back into what we were saying about um gender and pronouns earlier like mm. there's more than than two capable or two possibilities mm-hmm. it, it's a yeah. really limited mindset we can think. really blame religion for all of it yeah colonialism and evangelism yes. evangelism yep. yeah right um because i feel like that made us all take steps back and then it's like oh we're just now rediscovering that gender is pointless and why <laughs> is it resigned to like colors like some people are colorblind does that mean that the colors they see aren't real like no does that I mean color is just light refracting anyway this is (laughs) rabbit holes upon rabbit holes (laughs) but like I figured that's where this shit would go because you can't talk about like thought forms and not like whoa man like what the fuck (laughs) yeah no I agree and you know it's interesting because I'm having these, (laughs) I'm having these weird experiences, uh, particularly over the past few months that I sound like I'm like a teenager going to their doctor, like (laughs) weird things are happening to me, help. Um, That's called puberty. (laughs) Oh God, it's spiritual puberty. But um, again, I (laughs) thought I was done. That sounds terrible. Right. Jesus, I'm 34 years old. I thought we were done with this. Um, But I think that where you where I struggle, you know, even now having been doing this, I mean, you know, I talk about in the essay, like I started going through these things when I was like 14, 15, 16. So I've been doing this like most of my life, but even now I, I 
butt up against the struggle, which is like, okay, everything that we just talked about, I accept. Reality is subjective. Collective, uh, you know, we do have sort of a collective and consensual, I call it, I like to call it the consensual reality matrix. You know, we ha- that exists kind of, but at the same time, we're all having a, a personal perception of what's going on and all those things. But there's still this part of me, this like Agent Scully part, that just wants someone to sit down with me and say, oh, this is real. Like this thing that's happening is objectively real. And here's some evidence for that. And, you know, pat me on the head and be like, it's all fine. This, you know, it's concrete in some way. Yeah, we want to measure it. Yeah, yeah, because that's what our brains want. Our brains want us to have something to like, you know, I mean, to take it to a tarot place, we want the pentacle, right? We want something that we can hold on to that's like grounded and solid and objective and real whatever that means. And, um, and I, that it still drives me crazy, like every day, because I don't have that. And I probably won't get it. And I, you know, it sounds like it's similar with y'all's, you know, search for Bigfoot, which is like, I'm sure you would love to stumble across in the woods, some like giant ape skull that you could yeah. be like, oh, fuck, there it is. You know? It never goes but, that way, though. It's like, I mean, we've had so like, such weird experiences that like, at at a certain point, it's, I feel like it's getting to the point where if we actually saw a Bigfoot, it was a flesh and blood creature. It's like, oh, well, okay, that's cool. But like, what's been doing this shit? Right, right. Where's right. the other one? Right, where's the <laughs> other thing? Because like, um, and I mean, I was just um, talking to another podcast about Bigfoot and it, it just went down that rabbit hole. And I feel like it's because that's what we did, but I felt like it's a good explanation for the idea that, as much as we want it to be a tangible thing on this this side, because you can't be a witch and be like, oh, it's a lost ape and nothing more, um, because there's so much weird synchronicities and like supernatural and paranormal things that happen around sightings, mm-hmm. like that you think, well, this can't all be connected and you can't throw it out because that's half of, if not more, the experiencers. And just because you find a footprint doesn't mean it has to be flesh and blood, blood because I mean, like I talked, I was talking to Corey on New World Witcher and we were talking about how the stories of like folklore of like devil footprints in snow and on rooftops and Mm. stuff like this. It's like nobody thought a real physical goat or devil was man was walking around. It was like, oh, this was a spiritual being that left these footprints for us. Jesus left. No, that was another story about footprints (laughs) in the sand. But regardless, it's like, okay. Um, you have to kind of think if you're doing this, like you want to stay like grounded in reality and I always joke that Tamara is supposed to be the scully of it. <laughs> but then she was like, yeah, you know, she'll, she's like very talking biologically and like, look at this. And this is where the footprint would have this metatarsal and blah, blah, blah. And then it's also like a fairy pushed me out of this hole <laughs> on that ridge. So it's very. <laughs> reality is I'm in that slipstream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, just how can you, like, how can you, I mean, we have these weird synchronicities that only happen when we look for Bigfoot. And I don't understand mm. the fucking, like the first time we went, we didn't even mean to find Bigfoot. We were going to the dismal swamp <laughs> and we saw mylar balloons. Okay, cool. Oh, God. That's weird. <laughs> um, and then uh, we came back, we were coming back and we were like, let's stop at this paranormal cryptozoology museum in North Carolina I'd always wanted to go planned on it had no idea that they were like 
trying to investigate and track and study Bigfoot sightings in the area within the last like year. And we're like, what? And we're like, this is like by not an accident because we only found a possible print because the whole trip due to like reworking the trails got kind of flipped and reversed on the side we had to go to. So it was very like coincidental, so to speak, that we found this possible print. And then we took it there and he was like, this looks like this, this looks like this. Well, you know, like down here. So that led us down this rabbit hole and we're seeing Bigfoot stickers on every car that we don't see normally. (laughs) And then we go, we're like, let's go back for a day trip and we change our days because we want to go get a Yule tree Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be snow. We're like, let's go that way. Let's go Western North Carolina. And we go that way and we see fucking Mylar balloons in the opposite way. And we're like, but today we would have looked for Bigfoot. So then when we go look for Bigfoot, the same ones are still there. And we're like, well, yeah, okay. That's they're on the side of the highway where there's really nothing around. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, we get it. And it was just so fucking weird because watching Hellier, um, I had you watch it and it's like, this shit is weird. And then we go back months later, a couple weeks ago, and we're listening to Strange Familiars podcast. And he starts talking about Bigfoot being spiritual and fae. And the minute he mentions Mylar Balloon, we pass a gold star Mylar Balloon no. on the ground. And oh then God. it was like a patron episode. So we di- we joined his Patreon and we're like, we have to hear more about these balloons. And, <laughs> and then like miles down the road, the minute he says Mylar Balloons, there's a gold star Mylar Balloon hanging from the trees. Oh and God. it's like right before the turnoff to go see the Bigfoot area. And it's like, <laughs> this is insane. And I'm like, how come we haven't seen Bigfoot stickers? And then right in front of us was a Bigfoot sticker. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. And then to get into it more, like your story the other day on Instagram was like, I'm about to go talk about synchronicities. These are balloons. Oh I, was, <laughs> I was honestly like, I was pretty done. Cause like, this is the other thing with me is like, I, because I'm, because I don't have like a real job. I mean, I do like my real job is that I'm witch, but like, I don't have like a grounding, like normal job. So I'm like in this constantly and on one way or another, which is wonderful. And I love it, but it's also like, occasionally I just get overwhelmed and I'm like, could I just have one day? Could I just have one day when I go to Lowe's to buy a fucking toilet seat and not see a Mylar balloon in the fucking Lowe's? Like, could, could, could we just do this <laughs> one time, one time universe? Um, but of course, you know, in and of itself, that is not an unexpected place to see a Mylar balloon, kind of. It's a store, it's a promotional right. display, whatever. Yeah, sure. But like literally an hour before I did a live stream about synchronicity, I was like, okay, all right. Like, nah, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wacky. And like, I... <sighs> I think I'm like, I think I'm bad at this. Like, I think I'm a bad spiritual slash paranormal person because I do have this very like aggressive, rational side of my brain that's just like, but make it make sense. And it's kind of like, it's, it's, a, I'm my own buzzkill. Like, I want to be like just in it and enjoying it and like having a great time and feeling exhilarated. But instead, there's this like grumpy old woman, like with her arms folded in the back of my brain, just being like, why? why is it happening? <laughs> um, and I don't have an explanation. And so I sort of drive myself crazy. And I mean, that's kind of, I guess a little bit, I think what I was trying to get out with the essay in the book is like, this stuff can be really 
uh, really maddening. Like I, for me, it manifests as like frustration and anger. Like I'll be really exhilarated and excited by it and like all that. And then I'll sort of hit a, a, an energetic wall where I'll just be really mad. I'm <laughs> just really angry about stuff. Like, why is this happening? Meh. Uh, frustration, you know, I don't know if that's relatable in any way, but it just, bleh. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think like back to the balloons, like when you see balloons, you see balloons, but you know, when you see those balloons, like yes. they're attention different, they look different. They feel different. And that's what I feel like they're for. They're like, pay attention. Or anything else really, not just balloons. But Yeah. Like sometimes, and it's that old adage that I came across long ago and I always think about like, sometimes a rabbit is just a fucking rabbit, mm-hmm. but other times it's not. Yeah. And you know, like if you have a witch's intuition and you trust that shit, like, you know, when it's not. So it's like, we see these, I hate calling them angel numbers, but that's what they are called, I Commonly guess. Commonly known as. Um, for, right. For just for people to understand, but it's like these three numbers show up in an insane amount. And especially when we look for Bigfoot. And, and, and it's not just Bigfoot, sometimes it's paranormal investigations, but Bigfoot's kind of what our focus was on. And we were seeing them to the point where it's like, it's, if it was a movie and they were doing it, you're like, all right, stop. It's not even funny anymore. Like we get it. (laughs) Right. And it's it's like, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's pounding our heads. Like (laughs) if we told you we saw 50 of these signs on the way up there, you'd be like, you're full of shit. But if we said we saw two, it's like, well, that's coincidence. But we saw 50. Like, right. it's fucking right. insane. And did we find a Bigfoot? Fuck no. But did we find, like, other weird shit that's, like, makes us want to go back? Yes. There's a graveyard out there somewhere we found out, like, in the middle of a mountain. Like, let's go find it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I've started to wonder, you know, I think because, like, whatever is happening with me personally and whatever has been happening. And again, like a tiny bit of that much larger story, which maybe, you know, maybe I'll write a book. Who knows? Like, why not? What the fuck? We're still- Yeah, why not? Finish it the last Let's just do that, you know, YOLO. Um, But, you know, a tiny bit of that story is is in this essay, but like I've had very weird, strange things happening since I was a teenager. And just now at 34, am I starting to kind of connect some of those dots and be like, oh, that's what that was, you know? And I think like anyone newer to this journey, not y'all, but like anyone who might be listening, I, you know, I have people on my Discord server on Patreon who are kind of in this boat and they're kind of newer to the rabbit hole and they get, they get frustrated because things aren't happening quickly enough. And, and I'm- Welcome, motherfucker. Like, right? <laughs> Wait 15 years and then you can yell, you know, then you can be mad about it. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, the way that these currents kind of draw people together and the way these currents kind of intersect. And, you know, when I first watched Hellier, I was like, this is a cool show about synchronicity that is like relatable to my personal experience. Cool. Nice to see. And then I sort of ignored it and, and whatever, I forgot about it. And then it came back into my life in this very loud, aggressive way, like late last year. And now I think even if I wanted to turn away from that current and ignore it, I mean, apparently I go to Lowe's to buy a toilet seat and the phenomena is like, no, bitch, I'm still here. Here's a fucking star-shaped Mylar balloon. So it's weird. Like, and I, I've started to wonder, like, is it just, is it just trickster energy? Because what you just described with like, did we find yeah. Bigfoot? No. But did we have all these weird things happen that felt like we were being prodded and well, like I- winked at? 
like at the it's in one of our videos that we shot for um our witch with me tv thing and i literally say like this again and i feel like even me talking about hellier all the time is like i mean we're like part of their museum clubhouse and like mm-hmm. like everybody in that community it's if you like and it's not just us having these balloon shit like it's everybody and i feel yeah. like um we're all feeding it right and yes I and <laughs> yep. i don't even feel like uh but i said like i know this sounds like hell your shit but what if bigfoot got us here and we're supposed to experience like not just bigfoot but other shit along the way and that went a hole down down a whole rabbit hole but i watched hell your when it was free on youtube like a couple years ago and mm-hmm. i'd heard about it on last podcast on the left like henry was talking about it and i was like oh goblins yes <laughs> and then i was like <laughs> like the the joke with like the review where it's like one star there were no goblins yeah no um, goblins one star and yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like okay this is awesome and I watched it and forgot about it I recommended it to my brother and stuff and forgot about it started the podcast the other one cursed and the first kind of cryptozoology slash weird side of things that wasn't witchcraft based was the moon-eyed people not far from here mm-hmm. and the legend of that and the tales from the Cherokee and somehow that tied into, and I was like, oh, I need to rewatch Hellier. And they're at Brown Mountain. And I'm like, but this is where yeah. this shit happened. And we've seen lights at Brown Mountain. Wait, there's other, what What the fuck? And then they're like, oh yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, what if the Moon-Eyed people were goblins? What if they weren't goblins? What if the goblins were Moon-Eyed people? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, from then on, it's like the universe or the, the phenomena was like, guess what, motherfucker? It's all connected. <laughs> And for no reason. And so like, we we're over there and like, I see stuff on Twitter and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, I swear to God, like I want Greg and Dana to come on so bad, but I'm also like, I'm so desperate, but I'm like, oh my God, like, what the fuck? Like, why do I see balloons? Like, I liked Hellier in the beginning, but I didn't think it would like change my perspective on all this shit. And yeah. then to find out other people and it's like, they're tapping into the same thing that's like getting other people's attention and I don't know what comes first chicken or the egg like do you watch hellier and then it's like oh we got another one or is it you were going to see this anyway but this puts it in a little bit more of a context perspective you were ignoring these before so I don't fucking know it seems like more tulpa shit and I mean ah, no clue and we talk about hellier so much and it's like I don't even mean to but it's like oh my god why are they at brown mountain why are they at brown mountain like in my mind, I just see this like cute visual of like the phenomenon dropping the balls in the Hungry Hungry Hippos game and everybody just <laughs> going crazy for them. Balloons, like, balloons, yeah. balloons, yeah. balloons. No, give that one numbers. No, Bigfoot, balloons. And then it's Told like, us. yeah, exactly. But the exactly. crazy thing, and I know it's a small community, like you kind of said, and Twitter, it's like with hex files, it's kind of like it built a different side of things than the cursed one. But okay, so I follow Greg and Dana. Now I follow these other people. I follow these other people. Why are they talking about this? And I, I made a mention in, or a reply and Greg was like, read where the footprints end. And it was mm. right around the height of this Bigfoot shit. I read it and I was like, oh my God. So I started following them. And then we listen to that podcast and then we hear about Mylar Balloons and it's like, how? What part of the matrix are we in now? Like, <laughs> It's just yeah, it starts to feel like you're in some kind of like cosmic washing machine, just like right. swirling around and around and around. Um, yeah, it's super weird. And like since I kind of I don't know, like I like you, like y'all, I watched it like a while ago and and I it, it was weird how I even came to watch it because I was working for someone at the time. 
who was like, you have to watch this show. And I kept like kind of ignoring him because he sort of annoyed me. And I was like, whatever, I'm not going to do that. Um, also, I, I don't know, I'm a Leo. When people are like, watch this thing, listen to this thing. I'm like, no, I just have this weird, like visceral rejection of that. So no, I, I didn't it. watch it for ages, you know? I was like, no, I will not take your recommendation. Um, and then I watched it. And, you know, season one, as you all know, is, is like a little slower i would say um yeah. although having having now rewatched it i'm like oh no there's a lot of good shit in there actually but at the time i was like what's happening here when i first watched it i was like okay whatever i know right. you were watching it and i was like what in the what right. is this and i was like oh my god like synchronicities okay whatever like again i was like oh the goblin story is kind of cool oh now they're investigating oh that's really cool um okay but what is this really what did i just watch why and like one star no goblins, <laughs> no goblins. Right. and it's not even right. hate on it but it was this weird fascination but then I couldn't just like not recommend it I was like well go watch it like I'm gonna watch it and it's like and then hell you're like you watch it again and you're like wait and then you fall in this rabbit hole yeah. and and your life becomes ripe with hellier parallels I know yeah, and suddenly like everyone you talk to is talking about hell because like I really don't go into podcasts like I feel I feel ridiculous because I feel like I seem like a crazed fangirl and I'm really not and actually like I talked to someone uh I talked to Tyler Strand a while ago about, about this because like we were talking about Helia and I like joked to him and I was like yeah when I first saw, saw that show I thought it was stupid which is true like, I did, like <laughs> right I, I didn't want to like, use that word but I kind of thought like this is like dumb kind of like <laughs> right I was like, I'm not I'm not hating on y'all but like what are y'all doing yeah. though I thought this was like it's YouTube it's free whatever <laughs> but like you know when I had first watched it and I think I had like just finished the, the first season like the first few episodes and I had maybe just started to watch the second season but I ended up um totally kind of accidentally uh as much as you can like in Arkansas um in the Ozarks and I'd never been to Arkansas but a friend of mine uh you know had family connections out there and she was going and she was going to drive and she was like look I've rented a cabin you know if I pay for anything like just come to rural Arkansas with me and I was like okay Sounds weird great. I was a weird thing to do but sure why not like fuck it um and so we did and we ended up in uh Yellville Arkansas which is is sort of you're not properly in the Ozarks but you're like in the foothills lots of quartz veins around there and, and all of that and we turned out to be like 10 minutes from this abandoned mining town called Rush and so again like kind of seat of the pants we were supposed to be going there for like uh kind of like a writer's retreat she was working on her PhD stuff and we were all just going to work in this cabin for four days but you know I'm a weird um wood nymph goblin person so we were like in this cabin and I was like I want to go to the woods and so we went to rush this abandoned mining town and where we decide none of this was planned like you shouldn't really go anywhere and just decide to do a hike at like 4 p.m without knowing where you're going or like what kind of terrain you're like it was just very silly but we start hiking up into the into these like where these abandoned mines are and we're walking and as we're walking through these like hills the sun is setting everything's like pinging off the quartz veins there are all these like boarded up mines the penny just dropped in my brain I was like this is some hellier shit like, why am I here right now? What am I doing? I don't hike. Like, you know, a year ago, to a year and a half ago, I was not like an outdoors hiking person, really. I like the woods in theory, but I'm not, I'm not there for that. And so we're in the, you know, in this mining town, hiking around. I'm the only one who's seen Hellier at this point. I'm starting to get a little bit spooked. And we come upon this 
it was a series of mine entrances, but we come across this particular one. And, you know, we're all being young women in the woods who just like we're picking rocks up and, you know, being whimsical. And we get closer to this mine entrance and the temperature drops like 20 degrees. And this has happened at none of the other entrances to the abandoned mines, like all the other ones, totally normal. This particular one just had like a frigid wind blowing out of it. And we walk closer and we can like see our breath in the air the closer we get to this abandoned mine. And I just had this this moment where I was like, something's happening here. And I don't really understand the significance of it. And maybe, maybe I never will, but like something very strange is happening in this moment. And I feel like it's somehow connected to Hellier, but I don't know how. And I still don't really know how, but now, you know, a year and change later, a year and two months later, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting how my life has like evolved since then, I guess. This, this, this is a vague, a vague discussion, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but it's like, okay, well, we thought like for, for us, it's like, okay, now we just seem like, especially me, I'm like, I just seem like this fucking, like I'm fangirling over it. And, but like, like notice me senpai, but I, right. in the beginning, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I mean, it didn't even stick in my memory I said it's like hell you're it's in Tennessee or some shit then I had to do like a thing where I was like no it's in Kentucky because I rewatched it um and it's like I missed things that I didn't see before because I didn't care as much and I right. was kind of expecting like a documentary on goblins but that's fine that's fine whatever um and so we had planned on going to near us well not near us but Savannah had a paracon the year oh, cool. of the yeah. pandemic and we were like, let's go. Well, it got canceled because of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. we're like, shit. So then it was going to happen in that fall. And this whole time I've known about Hellier. I've known about this shit. Somehow I missed that the guests were going to be Greg and Dana. They were going to be part of it. They were going to be at like, and then I was like, that's cool. And then it got canceled again. And it's like rescheduled for the spring. And then it's like, well, it got canceled, hopefully this spring or not spring, fall. And I'm like, oh, that's weird that wait Greg and Dana are going to be part of the things and it's like oh my god like I promise I'm not stalking you it just so (laughs) happens and then we're like I'm watching Finding Bigfoot because I think it's like the ghost adventures kind of no offense to anybody like come on like I'm not saying y'all aren't valid but like it's a little ridiculous but anyway it's whatever because Discovery Plus and I like pick a random episode and Greg and Dana on there I'm like why like I'm starting to think y'all are following me Um, (laughs) yeah but no I mean and that's that's real I think like it you know and I I I I always I'm sure you guys feel this way too but like I always feel like I have to be like cautious because as someone who is I mean obviously nowhere near as successful as Craig and Dana but like someone who's also like public on the internet I know parasocial relationships are a thing and you don't want to imprint too much on people but there there does seem to be like this increasingly radiating circle of people who are all intertwined in a weird way. And I, I'm struggling also to understand that, but I'm like, something weird, right. something <laughs> weird is going on. And yeah. Yeah. And what's weird, what's even weirder is like one of our fans, I say fans, like they're fans because I like had talked to them and um, she's on Instagram and she was like, she had heard one of the episodes talk me mentioning Hellier and she was like, 
oh my God, they're so great. They love my art. Like, I love them so much. You should have them on. I'm like, oh my God, I'll ask them. And I did. And it's like, well, I sent it to an email, who knows? And and then it was like, did you ever hear back? And I'm like, well, no, why don't you like help me out here? And then she was like, you should talk to like Tyler. And I was like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I should talk to these people. And, and I haven't, but then you're like, <laughs> And you're on there like doing this live with him. He looks like a goblin. I'm like, why are these people all connected somehow? Like, it's just a small Twitter circle, right? It's just social media suggesting people because right. of mutual friends and it doesn't mean anything. But then it goes even deeper because like one of our listeners was like, yeah, I saw you guys on um, the museum clubhouse. That's like their Patreon fan club yeah. thing. And we're like, you did? Because we do try to be careful without like plugging ourselves there, but like of course, we're so yeah, into yeah. all of that shit. And um, I was like, I didn't know you're on there. They're like, Yeah, we're on there, and it's like this, this, and this, and it's like, Oh my god, is it all connected? Like we're just <laughs> out here drinking and talking about Bigfoot, like and aliens and ghosts, and it started as reading dumb articles, and now we're on this Bigfoot hunt. <laughs> um, I'd like to think, yeah, you, you know, this back. <laughs> you know what's what's really weird too, like this is what I'm kind of saying is like, it just starts to feel like there's, we're in the washing machine, y'all. We're in the cosmic washing machine. Like I, I am one, one sock and a pair of socks. I don't know where the other sock is, you know, we're all in there. Holy shit. Um, but like that, that screenshot that I shared of like that live, I, that was not me in the live. That was Mana Awen, uh, in that live with Tyler. But like, again, like we're all sort of like connected in this weird, like buds kind of, it, it's just weird. And it's all happened strangely. And yeah, because you were saying like, oh, they're talking about synchronicity. But it was yeah. all involved synchronicity. And it's almost like yeah. this meta joke. Like the synchronicity well, is the synchronicity. And it's like fucking with us. Totally. And then like Tyler had a weird thing like a few weeks ago where he was talking about tulpas. And I like messaged him and he was like, haha, I knew you were going to turn up in my inbox. So I was like, well, you can't talk about tulpas and like not fucking summon me. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, that's my, get get off my shit. You know, like, right. Tulpas, and like, tulpas we're, are mine. <laughs> yeah. And I've never talked to Tyler really, except liked things or maybe commented. But then like we posted a story about the Bigfoot episode with, just some stupid joke about like um, some innuendo joke. Cause I was like, oh, we get weirder and deeper and I'm talking about the hunt. <laughs> and like, he replies with like this laughing emoji. And I'm like, like you have Tyler, do you even know that we like talked about hell you're on this trip? Like, no, right. you don't, but it's just weird because it's like, he's never replied to anything before. Why that? And mm -hmm. it's just like little things like that. Like don't feel like much on social media until it's like insanely consistent and ridiculous <laughs> yeah yeah and it and feels like, like the feel like... six degrees of like yeah 100%. Kevin Bacon or the Newkirks or some shit <laughs> yeah it, wow yeah <laughs> I think like what Tamara said earlier about like and actually like this this touches on something y'all y'all have listened to Penny Royal huh no well I listened to like uh the first one and I'm so far behind on all the podcasts, but I hear yes. you. Yeah. Yes. I follow them. I've subscribed to them. I just need to catch up. It's so like it's when, when Tamara said earlier, you know, that it almost feels like we're all like feeding something, you know, the phenomenon, I think like this links us back nicely to Tulpas too, or like, you know, I guess I would, I would probably consider Hellier or like the Hellier phenomena, or the Kentucky anomaly. Like to me, that's more like a, a egregore than a Tulpa because it's not, right. you know, 
embodied in the same way. Egregore is a little bit more overarching. It's more conceptual, but I do think that we're feeding it. Like, I think us having this discussion right now is feeding it. And I will not be surprised if we all log off this call and have like an evening of synchronicities as a result, because I think like the more that you, the more that you feed anything, like that's the basic principle of magic, right? Is that energy is, is currency and energy is fuel. And the more you put into something, the, the more that you get out, you, you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes back at you. So you know, in a way, it frightens me a tiny bit. You know what I mean? It's a little scary because like, yeah, at some point it gets, it's like, oh, ha ha ha. And then at other points, it's like, like, am I missing something? Like, really? Right. Like, what am I not? Like, did I miss the message? Did I miss the call? Right. Like, have I dropped the ball here? Then you have to be really conscious of what you are creating and who you yes. create it with. And also yeah. like, what are, what are we feeding? You know, and this is something that Penny Royal goes into, uh, you know, I think Penny Royal to me feels like the sort of the shadow self of Hellier, like Hellier, not that Hellier doesn't get, you know, a little bit spooky and cover, you get skirts some kind of darker subjects, but like Penny Royal really goes, goes there to like the, the shadow side of, of all of those things. And um, they, I think they have an episode of that podcast where they talk specifically about like, here are some here are the risks you know um the things that you need to be conscious of when you're engaging because and i think again this links back to you know your your experiences when you've gone hunting for bigfoot and like you didn't find bigfoot but like things were drawing you back to those areas and keeping your attention and the the mostly you know mostly when i approach all this stuff i i really am like the full tarot card i'm like yeah throw me off the cliff woohoo let's do it <laughs> like <laughs> i don't care what happens to me life is short fuck it um but then there's this part of me that's like what are we waking up you know we don't know what we're we're poking here and like you can call it pan or you can call it the green man or you can call it lamb but like, what is it actually? And is it something that we want to wake up? Like, do we want it to look at us? Um, and, you know, I mean, most of most of my personality is like, hell yes, we do. Right. I don't right. care. Put, put me on a, a hillside. I want to be abducted, you know, but the other take part- me, you cowards. Because, <laughs> right. You know, take me to fairy. I'm ready. Put, put that shit in my veins. But um, the other part of me is like, hmm, a lot of people now like what is it i think in greg and dana's uh museum clubhouse is like what 1500 members or something yeah, like that a lot of people that's a lot of fuel like for an egregore for a tulpa like what i talk about in my essay is like a small group of people on this internet message board in the early 2000s and that was like a group of maxed out at like 50 people maybe not a lot of people and that was enough for me to be experiencing like physical manifestations in my house of, of something, you know, and if you can do that with maximum 50 people, what, right. what are 1500 people? And that's just free- a small snapshot. And like, we've had, we've had like a couple listeners on our, either our discord or Patreon or, or our DMS. They'll be like, Hey, I was listening to the new episode today. And this like jumped in my path. Mm-hmm. And even when we're not talking about synchronicities, they're like there. And so I feel like there's a difference between, like you said, the tulpas and this hell you're feeling. But at the same time, it's almost like 
a topa is something that we're feeding and that we create. And then it's like this hellier shit. Like, I don't think it started at all with Greg and Dana. No, they no. just got tapped into it and they did this and they have this documentary and that kind of put a, a spotlight on them. But this was around and what is it? And when the second season comes around and they start talking about Pan, I was like, I did not see this going this way. What the fuck? Why Same. is there a second yeah. season? How? But I'm excited to watch it. And it's like, you start talking about this, these ties to Appalachia. And then we made friends with old gods of Appalachia early on mm. and they blew up and they're like our neighbors. They're not far from us. And then we had them on and talked to them and realized like the connections they had to like authors we were reading or pagan people that, and it's like, it's all connected. And it, 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 it like this almost like, again, meta way. It's like, they talk about waking this thing underneath, mm-hmm. like, and it's like, what are we tapping into? But at the same time, like, it's gotta be better than whatever the fuck's happening right now. Like, right. You. Let's jump off the cliff. I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. Right. right. Like, yeah, what happens if we do thing. see Bigfoot and you're like, fucking take me, whatever, yeah. dude. I don't take up much room. Uh, right. Yes. You're compact. You can, you can be easily transported to yeah. wherever the fuck Bigfoot is going. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it, it is, it is strange. And I think like, I think the strangeness can also be like kind of an addiction. Like I think it definitely is for me as, as someone who leads a relatively ungrounded life, like without, you know, I live in New Orleans. No one's grounded here. It's just not possible. But, um, so you know, right oh my gosh uh come visit when what things part? are not awful uh I live in like in New Orleans New Orleans so like right right in there I mean I'm not in the French Quarter because I would um murder everybody if I lived down there um <laughs> but I'm like 10 minutes away so um oh, nice. you know I'm it's easy for me to get to to those parts if I want to be but I live a little further out for the sake of my sanity the other but, um, is, uh, yeah That's yeah like I favorite. mean it's, it's amazing it's an amazing city and it's it's got its own spirit but it is really hard to be um i mean even people who are not like occultists or witches or don't work spiritually at all like this city just is that way and you can't really avoid it if you live here like you could be a chartered accountant living in new orleans and your life's still going to be weird as fuck so you know you still have to have like 45 costumes a year right i mean yes absolutely you know you you basically are like you know ejected from the city if you don't have a costume closet (laughs) (laughs) like that's a mood but um yeah i don't know it's 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 strange i and i'm not grounded as a result and i worry about that sometimes that like this this is it, it is an addiction to like the exhilaration of these experiences at the same time you know at the moment I feel like I can't I could not really shut it down if I wanted to like truly the Lowe's the Lowe's experience was like I'm just trying to buy a toilet seat like you could not be going on a more mundane boring mission exactly so like what the fuck well that's like (laughs) us like if we were like okay you know what I don't care about Bigfoot anymore it's like it wouldn't just stop it wouldn't just stop because one we didn't ask for any of this shit and I had never thought we as a whole are going to go look for Bigfoot. We're going right. to talk about it on this podcast for like an episode and that's it. And we were kind of led there by a footprint that in the moment didn't seem important. It was like, that's kind of fun. And we walked back and it's like, why didn't we cast it? Why didn't we? Cause we had stuff like, mm. cause I felt there was no way there was no way. And then 
it's just insane. And it's like, yeah, we post weird footprints we see and people reply like, you guys are idiots. This isn't a Bigfoot. And it's like, we didn't post it because we thought it was a Bigfoot. We just thought, look at this weird thing. And, um, but no, so we're just very open. And I have seen your stories and your posts and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> dude, don't start talking about Hellier because like you always <laughs> talk about Hellier and she's going to talk about Hellier. Don't talk about Hellier. And of course, this is how we fucking end the episode. <laughs> Is about talking about Hellier, but I mean, you kind of escape at the moment. I feel like it's getting bigger too. Like that's something I've sort of perceived in the past. I would say maybe even just like the past one or two months. Like there are now people who live locally here in New Orleans. I mean, we have a big magical community out here. It, it was kind of inevitable that at some point some of those people were going to get like a hold of Hellier, but it just suddenly seems like so many more people that I know personally are talking about it and like right. engaging with it, actively engaging with it. Um, it's very, it's very interesting. And I'll be interesting to see what that does to the phenomena. Like and how that's not evolves. even to like ignore the fact that like, even without Hellier and goblins and crazy shit, like I would be following like Dana just because I like really re like, like all her witchcraft shit is just like mm -hmm. awesome. And it's, it's just, it's weird to me. And um, yeah, of course, like, <laughs> like I said, we're not, we're not doing a hell your podcast. We're not, we're not. Um, Are you sure? <laughs> you uh, I don't know. But like, <laughs> then why don't you come on Greg and Dana? Like, why not? No. Um, After the phenomenon makes it to New Orleans, the hunger, hunger, hit by balls are going to have more flavor. Yeah. Oh, that's true. We'll season the fuck out of them. Put them in the <laughs> delicious yeah. <laughs> yeah so i don't know they might i don't know for sure but they might be there in september and we'll try not to be like the weirdest fucking people like it's like i'll bring a blue star balloon and so will everybody else <laughs> um, oh my gosh and you'll be able to tell and it'll be like hey guys you want to be our friends because you fucking ruined our lives no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real though for real actually like it's so funny um the person my my old my former boss who um sort of forced me to watch hellier like truly like i was avoiding it and we were it was bored like it was a downtime at work and he like sat me down and gave me his vape pen and was like we're gonna put it on now on the work team. <laughs> like it was for a force a forcible situation but um over the pandemic like when quarantine kind of first hit this time last year they he started up a series a, a brief zoom live series to kind of promote his tour company and I forget what it was called. It had like a, it had a cheesy alliterative name, but it was basically just like, oh, we're going to bring people on to talk about spirituality and the paranormal and stuff like that. And he somehow managed to get an interview with Greg and Dana. So like somewhere on the internet that, that exists, like my former boss talking to Greg and Dana <laughs> um, about Hellier. And that all happened, you know, I don't know, May or June of last year. Um, I was the first person that he had on that series and we talked about tarot and then like Greg and Dana were the, the kind of last final hurrah, the, the big names at the end. So I don't know, it's all weird. That's that's my final word on it. It's weird. I'm pretty ready at this point. Like just just somebody come kidnap me and take me under hill. I'm, I'm ready to go. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're close to like the entrance at Brown Mountain, we'll go. Yeah. There you go. Let's all let's let's uh, do it. I'm ready. State parks. I feel like <laughs> right. that's a good way to get missing. Yeah, to go Perfect. missing. Like, yeah, and Beautiful. somehow Bigfoot can tie to that. Anyway, it's 
it's like a whole bunch of shit. We just and- have to think it hard <laughs> enough and it can happen, right? Isn't that yeah. what we were talking about this whole time? We just have to believe. Exactly. And honestly, like, I didn't even know that they were that, like, big. I was, like, talking about it and it's like, okay, cool. And I was like, oh, a new season. That's fucking cool. Because it was just a free YouTube thing. And I remember, right, like, right. Um, that one listener was like, um, you should go just ask them. Sure, they'll be on. And I just sent them, like, a thing and I was like let me actually instead of sending them a dm let me send them an email and then like after getting more into it and then joining like the clubhouse and like really like being into like the stuff they do that doesn't involve hellier per se I'm like oh these people are one really fucking busy two really fucking cool. Oh, yeah. like, all these people are probably like hounding them I was like okay well I don't blame them for not coming on but one day I'm gonna make them no um <laughs> I'm gonna convince. I mean, you know, like you never know. My 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 boss did not think that he was gonna hear back, and he did. So at some point, never... I feel like it, the synchronicity also is like if they're supposed to be on, they'll be on, and they'll pop exactly. up somehow. Um, and but yeah, uh, who knows? We'll maybe we'll see him in Savannah, and we'll find a ghost together. Some goddamn so answers for once. Some answers never. Um, never never an answer never well, an answer. Um, just, just more exciting questions <laughs> and just open up the floodgates for weird and just let all the weird in well exactly we, i think we're coming up on an hour but we did want to have you share like some kind of weird story oh yeah with us for our patreon which we'll do in a second um i don't know if you want to do the missing time that oh i of... do i'll talk about that uh, awesome anyone who's, anyone who's listening because i know like i haven't told that story yet like officially to um to my patreon people i've been like i'm a terrible procrastinator so if they happen to be listening to this prior to me (laughs) talking about it go subscribe to the hex files patreon and you can hear it there first i you you guys can be the exclusive for this weird story that i'm about it was a again another rabbit hole where you posted a story about something weird and it was like i just did a reaction emoji and you were like you have no idea. And then you told me, I was like, shut up. Like, that's too fucking weird. Stop. But, um, and I was like, you'll have to talk about it when you, you come on. Like, yeah, uh, but uh, real quick, um, you can pick up the feminine uh, macabre on Amazon. Um, probably there's a website, but we'll put links. Uh, but then where else can they find you and all your good stuff? We'll put links. To oh, it. yeah. I'm I'm around. I always forget to plug all the things because there are too many now. There's too much stuff. But um, so my website is celestemotmott.com and you can book um, spiritual consultations with me there. Mostly people want readings and that's the thing that I do. But I also do a lot of dream work and ritual consultation. If you are in a pickle with something magical and you just need a second set of eyeballs, make those eyeballs mine. It's going to be I goblins. Do- <laughs> I give you my eyeballs for that. Um, <laughs> what a weird way to put that. What am I doing? Um, I'm, I'm going to leave it in. Right. Leave. You should. I, you know, I just, you know, I ramble and it's beautiful. Maybe um, I am on TikTok, bizarrely enough, as uh, Celeste's Magic with a CK. Um, find me there for all your uh, 60 second dance routines that you never wanted in your life. Um and then uh, Instagram, I guess, is like probably my main platform. So I'm just Celeste Mott on the gram. I have a Patreon. It's linked on all of the above things that I just mentioned. We have a book club. It's super fun. We have a Discord. We chill out. If you enjoyed listening to me babble, there's more of that to be had. 
uh, hooray, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's all we do. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> how people listen. So whatever. <laughs> it's interesting enough. Weird people like other weird people. Exactly right. Um, and I thank you so much for having me on. This actually, like, it just kind of feels like having a chat with like people I've known for ages. So that's really cool. This was really fun. It oh was yeah. Fun. Yeah. Well, we'll have to get into more shit later on. Um, when but... we come see you in New Orleans. Yes. Come <laughs> visit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we'll go look for goblins. Yeah. We can look for the Rougarou, the, uh, oh, swamp, yes. the Rougarou, swamp yes. werewolf. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, which is weird because we've been calling you've been calling the cat Rougarou lately. Yeah, there you go. You've already for found whatever it. reason. <laughs> well, I like, I need to be careful about this because I'm creating a whole backstory for how she used to be a Rougarou, but then she mm-hmm. wanted a family, so she turned herself into a cat. I don't know. After today's okay. episode, now right now it's happening. Now that's exactly what <laughs> you've done. The Rougarou is in your living room as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you later. And then we're just going to jump into bonus shit. Yeah. So goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.